the Make Share Grow podcast. I'm artist Julie Marriott, and I created this podcast to share behind the scenes stories of art, craft, and the creative process. Hey guys. This week on the show, I wanted to share how I plan out my studio time and get things done. It's actually a pretty simple process, but I hope it's helpful for you to hear how I have organized the way that I work and that it gives you some inspiration for your own process. So I'm going to separate the show into two parts. The first is what is my system now? And the next part is what I hope to improve on next year. So you can kind of hear how things are going for me and what I would like to work on in the future. Okay, so describing my system right now, like I said, it's not super fancy. I use basically two sort of techniques or ideas to help me um, get my art done. So the first is using a calendar. So I, um, this sounds really obvious, but actually for I think maybe my first two years in business, I didn't really keep a calendar that was specifically for my business. I was just writing some major things that had to do with my art deadlines and things like that on our home calendar. And so it would require me to like walk into the kitchen and take a look and see what was on there. And it was a lot more mixed up with like our personal schedule. So um, for the last two years, I think I have been just printing out a separate calendar um, for all of my art deadlines. So it's not fancy at all. I just printed out like a free printable calendar and it's the whole year on one page. And so sometimes you can find those already made for you online. Other, uh, Other times, I think I've mostly just like gathered all of the months and like Photoshopped them together. It's very not very fancy at all, but I try to get the whole year onto one page and I like to have like separate, um, like little boxes for each month so that I can make notes. And so you can kind of figure out what way works best for you. But as long as there's enough, enough space to write individual like tasks that are happening on certain days of certain months, um, So I have a calendar now so that I can block off at a glance different months or different weeks for certain projects. So, but I like to be able to see the whole year so I can kind of see how the projects are coming up against each other or when I have big open spaces. I'm not a big planner person. I know, um... I know a lot of people who are super duper organized, who love planners. I have a hard time not being able to see very much all at once That because you have to keep flipping pages in a planner. I like to just be able to look at one page and kind of get an overview of what is going on in my whole year. So anyway, that's a, like a personal thing. Um, so for my calendar, I have always had commissions take priority on my calendar because for this far in my business, commissions have been the main driver of sales in my business. So when somebody comes to me and requests a commission, I will check my calendar. And this is actually something that's very important that I didn't used to do in the beginning either. I would not really have a good grasp of 
how my whole year was looking project wise. And so I, um, would just sort of say yes to whatever the time frame that my client wanted without really accounting for maybe how long that project would take or if it would start overlapping. Um, uh, its timeline would start overlapping with another project that I had taken on, and then I would actually be needing to work on two things simultaneously. And usually I only have the time in my studio to really work on one project at a time because I don't, I still don't do this full time. This is definitely me doing my art while I am a stay at home mom too. So I don't have full work days to be able to just bang out tons of projects all at the same time. So, um, so yeah, so now having commissions on um, a whole year calendar, I can look and if somebody says, hey, I need this, um, or I would really like to have this, say in September, I can look and see, okay, I already have, you know, one project f- taking up the first two weeks of September. My first available time in September is, you know, the third week of September. So I'll come back to my client and say, this is when I can actually start. And does that work for you? Or would you like to start it earlier, like a different month or whatnot? Um, And I've just gotten a lot more firm on what I can actually reasonably do and trying not to overbook myself and having my whole calendar all planned out so I can kind of see like, I can really only do two big projects in a month. Um, and I can see that at a glance that has been great. So, um, yeah. So then once we settle on a, a time frame for the commission, I'll check my calendar, I'll take their deposit and I'll mark off the, the time frame that their project is going to take. And then I won't let myself schedule any other work projects that are overlapping with that one. And then, so because commissions have been the main source of income in my business so far, those have always taken priority for me. So they will be the first things that are going to take up weeks in my month. And then I'll kind of find the gaps in between those commission projects to plan my other art commitments or my personal work during those more quiet times. So that's how my calendar has been working so far. And then the second part of my system, I guess you could call it, for my studio time has been batch tasking. Um, I'm sure all of you guys have heard about batch tasking, so I won't go over it in a bunch of depth, but it's essentially just trying to do tasks, multiple of the same kind of tasks at the same time, instead of jumping from different types of tasks. And um, I've heard people say that you should be doing this for years. And I finally actually try, I'm trying to start to listen. And so I will try to batch like answering emails. So if I have like three or four emails to respond to, I'll sit down and it will be email time. And then I'll batch and say like, this is painting time. I'll do my best not to like get on social media, not to get on my email, just like put the computer to sleep. Um, And that has really, really been good because I would have been earlier in my business, like trying to answer emails on my phone when I check it, like whenever I check it, instead of just letting it sit there until the time that I 
can answer, like have more of a chunk of time to answer multiple emails all at the same time. So again, this is not rocket science. This is super simple, but I think it's something that we hear we should do. And then maybe we don't actually take that wisdom, but it has been really good. It's been really good for me not to feel as scattered and to be able to get more into the groove of whatever the task is that I'm working on and to get that done faster instead of switching um, in between tasks. And also, I'll just throw in this here. I feel like as as a mom, and I'm sure any other moms can attest to this, we already feel kind of scattered because we're always constantly trying to listen to our children and get the household things done. And I feel like there's a bunch of tasks switching already going on in my life where I'm trying to get food for me and then food for my daughter and then check the laundry and then clean up the floor and then make the shopping list and then she's asking for something else. And so if I can minimize that scattered feeling at least in one part of my life in my studio time, that is awesome because I can't always control it as much in my personal life. So um, anyway, that has really helped. So another super practical thing that has really helped me in my studio practice is just finding the right times of day to do certain tasks that fit with the way that like my natural rhythms or that make the most sense for sort of the rhythm of our day. So um, one is when do I paint? So I have really good painting light in my studio just because it happens to like face a certain direction. The one window in my studio faces a certain direction. So a certain time of day generally, which is my daughter's nap time, um, the light is really good for seeing colors really clearly. And so that will be the time of day that I need to paint if I am going to paint that day. Every once in a while, I can paint at night. And if it's like not super difficult to choose the colors, um, I have a, a light in my studio that is a natural light bulb. So it tries to imitate sunlight, but it's not perfect. And I kind of know the limitations of what I can do within that range. If what I'm doing or the colors I'm mixing are unfamiliar or have to be super, super duper specific, I know that I need daylight for that. Um, But every once in a while I can paint at night if I know what I'm already sort of doing, or I know I'm more familiar with the color palette. Um, So my day kind of has to work around when can I paint, and I don't paint every day. It's probably, it just kind of goes in cycles. Some weeks I'll paint every day. Other weeks, if I have a lot of other sort of more computer-oriented projects going on, I will spend more time on the computer and go like a whole week or maybe like a couple days without painting. Um... And then because the computer can be done at any time of day, I try to either do the computer stuff early in the morning or later at night um, because that really is not light dependent. And I try to save the really good light hours for painting. So I would just say if you are looking to figure out your schedule for your day, just try to figure out the puzzle of what tasks fit best into the free time that you have, what makes the most sense, and just try not to force tasks into spaces that are going to be more frustrating than helpful. Okay, so that is basically my system right now for how I work. 
Um, So things that I would like to do differently next year. The first one is set um, more clear financial goals. So this year, or on all past years that I've been having my art business, I haven't really set specific goals for what I would like to make with my business in the year. It's more just been going with the flow and sort of just seeing where the year leads and what I want to do at the moment instead of saying like, oh, this is what I really would like to shoot for. And does that make sense with what I'm able to produce in a month or in a quarter? And maybe even having something specific that we want to do and seeing at like as a family and like maybe taking a vacation or something like that or having some sort of purchase we want to make, seeing what that costs and then working back from that and seeing, okay, what do I need to sell in order to actually reach that goal? So I haven't actually gotten that that complex in my business yet. So that is something that I'd like to do in the new year. And then another thing would be, is to make personal work and growth as an artist and in my art practice more of a priority by planning quarterly collections of work. Um, I would love to just work more on my own personal work and have commissions kind of fit around my personal projects versus having commissions be the thing that kind of takes over my calendar for the year and always have priority, have that almost work opposite so that I can be growing and doing more personal things because commissions definitely follow what I have been currently working on. And so people will look at my work, and I think this is natural, Um, people will look at an artist's work, see what they've done that they've liked in the past, and then say, hey, I'd like something similar to that. Um, They're not the visionaries for your art, and so they're going to be asking you to kind of repeat or do something similar to what you've done in the past. So what I found is what ends up happening is that I spend my whole year because commissions have been the driver in my business. I find myself the whole year making work that is not really growing me a lot in the directions or is not nearly as experimental. Let's say that is not nearly as experimental as I would like to be doing sometimes. Um, and commissions do bring up new ideas now and then, but often they are more in the tone or in the theme of what I've already been doing. And so um, I would like to do more of the quarterly idea where I'm working towards a specific goal of a collection and then I can kind of fit commissions around that versus it being the other way around like this year has been. And then I think another thing that I would like to change in the new year is booking commissions further in advance. So having my idea for my quarterly collections, then I kind of know when the empty spaces around those collections will be. So when people approach me and say, hey, I need, I would really like a commission, you know, in this time frame, I can say, okay, well, this is the next available space I have and not be working on such a time crunch. Because I think when clients come to us, they often will want something that has a really quick turnaround. And then that can have a a kind of stressful feeling for me and constantly working in that kind of stressful environment is not good. So taking more control of my calendar and saying, hey, I can't do something that has 
you know, a super fast turnaround. This is like the time frame that I'm able to do it in. And often I have a feeling people are willing to work with you on that. They may not get it for the exact holiday that they wanted it for, but maybe they can plan on it for next year or something like that. So kind of sticking to my ground more on what my my studio timeline is looking like and being more in control of that will be fantastic. So that's what I want to work on as well in the new year. The last thing that I want to do next year is block out time for big projects at the beginning of the year. So things that may not be an actual collection of work, but working on, say, like the podcast, or I still would really like to record some online classes. So thinking about those things and sitting down at the very beginning of the year and actually saying, like, this is the month I'm doing that and not letting other things interfere with it. Um, because those are big chunks of time that I need to dedicate to big projects like that. And often I'll have the idea that I want to do it. And then I'll just be waiting for a space in my calendar to just sort of magically appear. But I'll let other projects like commissions or things like that just always end up filling in the gaps. So then those big dream projects that I want to work on often will get pushed to the side or just never done at all because I haven't blocked off the time for them. So those are the main things that I would like to grow on in the next year. So being more planned and organized, setting clear financial goals, um, booking quarterly collections on my calendar, like so that I will actually commit to doing them before I start being asked (laughs) to do commissions for that year, Uh, booking commissions further in advance to avoid the time crunch, and then blocking out time around those things for bigger projects starting at the beginning of the year instead of being more reactionary. And I think that is the real theme of what I'm saying here as I'm looking over this list. It's just being more action-oriented on what I want to achieve in the year versus reacting to how things are going or requests that are coming at me. And I would totally (laughs) encourage you guys to work towards that in your art practice too. It's good to be flexible. I was having a conversation with um, some artist friends how we like to have structure and we like to have flexibility. And so even if I just plan out one quarter at a time, instead of planning out the whole year, I can still have a structure and keep that flexibility for maybe the the way that the year tends to be shaping up or moving in a certain direction, then I can kind of plan quarter by quarter or maybe half of the year and then see how the next half goes. So that is my plan and I hope it will work out. So I'll let you guys know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. A quick way to support the show, if you have not left a review on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. All you have to do is scroll down to the bottom of the app when you are listening to one of my episodes, and there should be a really big rate and review button, and you can leave a star reading and then also write a review. It doesn't have to be long at all, but it's wonderful to have words to read to know what you guys are thinking and um, to hear your feedback about the show. Also, if you would post about 
the podcast on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else, or just share an episode with a friend, that would be fantastic. I'm always wanting to reach more creative people with the information that I'm sharing and the guests that I'm having on. And I would really appreciate your help with that. Until next time, I hope you'll continue in your own unique way to make, share, and grow. Thanks for listening to Make, Share, Grow. You can keep up with the podcast and my artwork on my website, juliemarriottart.com, and on Instagram at juliemarriottart.com.